0: The prophet foretells the coming of the great king to the people, the legitimate heir of David. His rule shall extend to all the earth. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. There will be no gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Paul appeals to the Corinthians to be united by their faith in the Lord Jesus. Just as it, as it is impossible for Christ to be divided, so it is with His body, the church. A reading from the First Letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement. And that there be no division among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ has Christ been divided was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul I thank God that I baptized none except none of you except Crispus and Gaius so that no one can say that you were baptized in my name I did also I did baptize also the household of Stephanas beyond that I do not I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ might be emptied of its power. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The word of the Lord. You,
2: God. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory Amen. to you, Lord Christ. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken of the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. <laughs> land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near." As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the south of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Christ. Holy Spirit of God, make my words, your words to us this day so that all that we hear and receive is of you, and all to the glory of God, whom we have come to know and call, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Be seated. So that you won't continue to wonder what this is on my cheek, I'll get it out of the way first, so as not to distract you. Uh, we've begun God's Godspell in our Christian Formation class at 915. That's the musical based on the Gospel of St. Matthews, which comes out of the 70s. It's a wonderful music musical with wonderful music and we had a wonderful time this morning listening to music and seeing the first part of that uh, with the person playing John the Baptizer calling people out of that wilderness of New York City unto himself and Jesus saying I need to be baptized by you and being changed by that. Next week we will continue at 9.15, come join us. And you may see several of our children and adults this morning who have hearts on their faces, their hands, one on his shoulder in the back, representing our change and our baptism. Now, I've said that, and you need not wonder. Catchers of fish become catchers of men. Men who formerly caught fish to provide daily sustenance for people, food for the day, now followed Jesus to provide an eternal sustenance for people, food for life. It was a chancy thing for these fisher folk to leave family and home and steady income to follow Jesus, who had no home no family with him, no credible means of support. What these simple fishermen did was not at all rational. But the words of Jesus to them were compelling. Come, follow me, and I will teach you to catch men instead of fish. Words so compelling that they had to follow. They could do nothing else or did nothing else. They went from catching fish to learn how to catch people. They really couldn't have known in the beginnings what Jesus meant. All they could do was come and see at that point. Last week, two of John's disciples, one Andrew and the, the brother of Simon, The other unnamed asked Jesus, Where are you staying? In other words, they're asking this question, Among whom will you pitch your tent? With whom will you stay and remain? Who is important to you in this complex world of many confusions? And Jesus answers, We'll come and see. They need to go and see for themselves. And if he had told them outright what he really meant, they would have been so astonished in the negative sense that they wouldn't have followed him. If he outright had referenced the poor and the outcast, lepers, the deaf, the dumb, the paralyzed, prostitutes, tax collectors, and so forth, they would have been astonished to the point of disbelief. But coming to see for themselves, they could begin to understand, slowly but surely, the why. Come and see, and I will teach you to catch people instead of fish. In other words, come and experience what I'm about. And it's in that experience, learn something of the what and the why. And so they did follow him. Immediately we're told, They went without hesitation. There is urgency in the words of Jesus and there is urgency in their following him immediately. And following him, they heard him teach in their synagogues. They heard him preach the good news of God very near to them. They saw him cure every sickness and every disease among the people. Our gospel text for today leaves out some of the urgent specifics of what Jesus did and what those new disciples witnessed. Let me read something beyond our text for today. The news about Jesus spread throughout the whole country of Syria so that the people brought to him those who were sick, suffering from all kinds of diseases and disorders, people with demons and epileptics, paralytics, And Jesus healed them all, not just a few, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him from Galilee, from Jerusalem and Judea, and the land on the other side of the Jordan. The scene is being set for a series of teaching words, words which we call the Sermon on the Mount. Three whole chapters in Matthew's gospel are a collection of those teachings of Jesus. He teaches about the blessed marginal. He teaches about salt and light, the law, anger, adultery, divorce, revenge, love for enemies, charity, prayer. He teaches about fasting, riches in heaven, the light of the body, God and possessions. Judging others, asking, seeking, and finding God. He teaches about a tree and its fruit, about those whom the Lord knows, about a house built upon a foundation of rock. And when he had finished those teachings, the crowds who heard him were amazed because he taught not like the teachers of the law, He taught with a different kind of authority. The teachers of the law taught with their maybes and their perhapses and their what-ifs. And when he taught, he was saying, this is the way it really is. Authority. Having said these things, I'm going to be so bold as to say this. Jesus went out to meet people where they were, responded to their needs... And based on their response, his response to them, they followed to hear him teach, to see what he said, to to, to see what he did. They were first changed by what Jesus did for them, and then they were changed by what Jesus taught them. Congregations that are growing today, in spite of all that seems to oppose church growth in the world today, do what Jesus did and his disciples did and in the same order, they go out to people where people are. They tell them what Jesus has done for them. They tell their stories on the spot, face to face, eye to eye about Jesus and then challenge them with, with their word, His words, come and see. We've seen this happen in our diocese, at Church of the Transfigurations, Lake St. Louis, at St. John's Church on Arsenal, at Trinity Church in Hannibal. These congregations, ten years ago, were thought of as dying, if not already dead. And they have grown in leaps and bounds. Their priests and their people went out. Went out to people to meet people in the world where they were. They told their own stories of Jesus and invited them then to come and see. When I was in Sykeston, Saint Paul's, during my first tenure, the membership of our congregation increased by more than 20 members in one six-month time because we did just that—those things in that order. The aftermath results were astonishing. So I say again, the order is this. A kind of gospel rubric, if you will. Go, meet, tell of Jesus, and invite. Jesus is still the one who meets people through us where they are. At the crisis intersections of their greatest needs. Go, meet, tell of Jesus, invite. G-M-T-J-I, go, meet, tell of Jesus, invite. Jesus, an encounter of God through him is what brought me into the church in my beginnings and is what has kept me in the church over these years. This is the cake and the filling, if you will. All else is icing and decoration. Not that the icing and decoration are not important, those things are, but the cake must come first in order to have something on which to place the icing and the decorations, if I can use that analogy. We don't invite people best or well by first saying, come and hear what we have to say, come and know our very very fine fellowship." Come and experience something of our high-quality meals or receptions. Or we have interesting interesting and interesting programs, instructive programs for everyone. As necessary as those things are, we don't invite well and best by mentioning those things first. We invite people best when we first say, This is Jesus whom I have come to know. This is Jesus who has done this particular thing for me. This is Jesus who found me when I was lost, lost when I was in deep, deep darkness. Come and see, come and see for yourself what this Jesus is doing for you. Oh yes, I almost forgot one thing. In our gospel for last week, when Andrew went to his brother Simon, tell him about Jesus we have found the Messiah then he took his brother by the hand to the person of Jesus Simon's first experience of Jesus was so profound that the, the gospel writer gave Simon a name change always an encounter with the divine sign of an encounter with the divine a name change Jesus called Simon the rock Peter the solid one, the steadfast one. So I'm going to add one thing to my order of things. The gospel, I'm calling the gospel rubric. Go, meet, tell of Jesus, invite, and bring. Go, meet, tell of Jesus, invite, and bring. Bring those whom you invite with you they, for the most part, will not come alone. They're too timid, too afraid, too cautious, too whatever to come in this place, as welcoming as it is, by themselves and alone. With you bringing them, they will not be alone. With you bringing them, they will already be connected to community through you. With you bringing them, they will be more relaxed, And receptive to needful things. More receptive to Jesus encountering them in this community of faith. You will help them here to know what to do and where to go. And they won't be distracted by those small things. They'll be more receptive to needful things. So, go, meet, tell of Jesus, invite, and bring. It is an order hidden in the Gospels, but, but still yet there. I call that order the rubrics of the Gospel. Do this, and you will have learned to catch people for God. Amen.